With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning. It's 1106 here at News Radio 1580 WCCF. And it's that time again, time for the Dr. Triana Show. This is a live show, so feel free to call. Don't be shy. Call us at 941 206 1580 or toll free at 888 441 1580. The Dr. Triana Show is brought to you by the Triana Center for Hormone Balance, located on Harbor Boulevard in Port Charlotte, Florida. Now, ladies and gentlemen, here's our host of the program, Dr. Elizabeth Triana. And good morning, all of you, my beautiful and wonderful radio audience. This is so much fun. You know, I get to do this every Friday. I think this is fun. I know you enjoy doing it. Oh, my. Yes, yes. I learn. I enjoy learning like you. Um, I really do. I I enjoy reading and I enjoy um, hearing, too. And I also enjoy when we get questions. If you have any questions, give us a call at 206-1580. Whatever you want to ask about. Do you want to ask about hormones, about sunscreen? That was a great show that we had with the dermatologist. Yes. Remember the sunscreen. It's got to have UVA and UVB blockage. It's not just one. And yes, going to tanning beds is not good for you she talked about that yeah and you know when you you go to any of these health clubs they all have them now it seems like um most of the big ones have it and you see all these people go in there and if you didn't know you would think wow that well that must be good for you all these people are doing that but nope and the other thing is like i know we had a big memorial day weekend a lot of people were out in the sun they were boating and i heard there's a lot of alcohol involved yeah so when you're out in the sun and the heat that actually um it dehydrates you and it amplifies the effects of so this is really important for everyone who's going to be doing their boating weekends um Alcohol does not include, is not included as hydration. <laughs> yeah, when you look at the manifest of what you need on a boat, I don't think alcohol is on that list. Well, I mean, I know people do drink, but you need to have plenty of fluids, right. fluids. And one of the things that I was going to talk about today is also heat related illnesses, which is pretty scary because it's scary because your core body temperature can go up. And if if your body temperature gets very hot, then guess what? Your organ system shut down. So you might stop. You won't sweat. You'll stop sweating. You won't be passing any urine. Um, You can pass out. You can get confused if your core temperature 
goes up too high. So all these are things that we need to look at and think about when you're out in the sun. And one of the other things to look at when you're out in the sun is what medications are you on? Certain medications increase your risk for heat-related illness, such as alcohol, we talked about that, amphetamines, cough-cold medicines, antihistamines, different blood pressure medications, even cocaine, heroin, all the illicit drugs, laxatives can cause thyroid problems. You can have problems with the heat. Um, The environmental factors that you need to really watch out for is you need to make sure you take adequate breaks um, in between whatever you're doing. Maybe you're playing tennis. Um, You need to have a shelter with shade. You need to know what is the humidity, um, high temperatures, and also lack of access to water. Water is the key here. Not a beer, not wine. It's about water. Also, very prone to heat-related illnesses are people younger than 15 or greater than 65, people who are just not in great shape, the couch potatoes who suddenly decide, well, I'm going to go play or run for an hour, and they haven't done it. You have to build your body up for that. If you haven't slept well, if you um, are overweight, If you're already dehydrated, people who are certain people who have congestive heart failures, they're um, on um, diuretics, they can be at the edge of dehydration. Certain medical conditions also predispose you to heat-related illnesses, Um, cardiac disease, uh, diabetes, previous heat injury, recent or acute illness. You know, I've had patients who... I've had, there was a virus going around, gastroenteritis, and they were getting diarrhea. That can cause dehydration. If you have certain um, skin abnormalities like burns, psoriasis, eczema, you've had radiation. If you have a certain sickle cell trait, that also predisposes you to heat-related illnesses. I have a question. How do people get that gastroenteritis? Where does it come from or what? So there's different causes. It could be viral or bacterial. Um, some people, they get an inflammation in their bowels. They get diarrhea. But also diarrhea can be caused from certain inflammatory bowel diseases, such as um, colitis um, or Crohn's can also cause diarrhea. So um, most common is a virus. Yeah, I talked to at least five people that said they suffered from that just recently in the past week or two. Remember when Jeannie was here and she she's really believes and practices um, really good, good um, hygiene in your kitchen and she has a restaurant and she says one of the most common thing is that people cross contaminate. For example, they'll, they'll get the raw chicken, they'll saute the chicken, they use that same maybe fork or clippers and uses that to maybe put your salad on your plate. So what you're doing is cross-contaminating. Your utensils should be separate for what you use for each item. And if not, they need to be washed in between. And also, very important, you know, I, I traveled last year a lot to different conferences. 
I notice a lot of people do not practice hand washing. And, you know, they think that just putting on a little bit of that alcohol rub. No, you need Mm -hmm. to wash your hands with soap and water. And that's really important, especially when you go to all these different public places, you're on an airplane, you're at the airport, you're riding a bus. They did a study, um, and I thought this was kind of strange. They said that an Uber is actually has more germs than the toilet bowl at your house. Oh, my. Well, I guess it depends on whose car it is and whether they take care of it. Again, it's the volume of people. people yeah. They're not washing their hands. And, and you know, mm. even little children need to be taught. You go to the bathroom, you should wash your hands. Very, very important. Let's take a quick break. Another morning where you just drag yourself out of bed after hitting the snooze button five times. Now you're driving to work. It's like a zombie. That lack of energy and poor sleep every night is just one sign that your hormones may be out of whack. Time to get them back in balance with Bio-T. Both men and women need testosterone and suffer without it. And all you need is a quick little test. My testosterone was too low, my estrogen too high, and it meant that I was just foggy and irritable every day until I learned about Bio-T Medical. Bio-T is all natural. It's not synthetic. It's not those shots or messy creams that you hear a lot about. With BioT, all you need two, three treatments a year as opposed to painful shots that you're getting every week. Come out of the fog, feel youthful again, get that libido back up, feel happy, even maintain your weight loss. Hi, this is Dr. Elizabeth Triana. Let me balance your hormones with BioT. Call me at 941-625-1990 for your appointment. It's 11.15, coming up on 11.16 here at News Radio 1580 WCCF on a beautiful Friday. And Dr. Triana asked me earlier what the relative humidity was. So I brought, I brought up our weather, and it's 68% today. All right. So they have um, an index here. It's called the Wet Bulb Globe Temperature Based on Temperature and Humidity. And it's a scale. So say that again with 65? 68%, and the temperature right now is 85. Okay, wow. So it's in uh, at 70, well, 68%. I'm going to go to 70%, and you said the temperature was 85. 85. So that's in the extreme caution. It's in yellow here. There's a graph. It's really interesting. And, for example, let me show you. At 70% humidity, what would be considered extreme danger? The temperature would be 91.9. Wow. So extreme danger means high risk of stroke. So in the green, it would be at 70% relative humidity. Um, It would be 81.7 degrees. And it's caution, possible fatigue with prolonged exposure. So again, getting in shape, being prepared for hydration, having taking breaks, um, know your body, know your signs. If you start getting uh, like you're going to pass out, you're getting confused, or someone next to you is getting confused, and they maybe stop sweating, or they just get start getting muscle cramps, those are some of the indications of heat-related illness. 
And, you know, we live in Florida. I know we, we, again, we always have to be aware of this and be prepared. I remember after Hurricane Charlie, I didn't have air conditioning, well, for 10 days because I didn't have electricity. And it was hot. You remember how hot it was? Yeah, and I I worked nights then, overnights at the radio station here, so I had to try to sleep during the day. In that heat? In that heat with the windows open and no AC, but somehow I did. Well, I had a fan. That was one good thing. Yeah. Um, After three days, I got a generator, but it was a big deal. (sighs) My biggest concern after that was getting enough water for my horses, because horses drink a lot of water. If they don't get enough water, they get sick right away. And you know, they're so cute the way they drink water. They look like they're sipping through a straw. Yeah. I think it's, you know, yeah. it's so cute. So if you don't, I had to have enough, because I had animals, my chickens, my horses, and they needed water. And of course, you know, my Datsuns, they, they can drink bottled water. They were little. But you really have to watch out for that. So if anybody has a question, give us a call at 206-1580. We have lots to talk about today. Well, one of the things we're going to talk about is what are the most common breast ailments? In other words, what are your concerns? Common breast problems. And it's focused more for women, but also men can have issues with their breasts. And the bottom line for men is, if you feel a mass in your breast, go see your doctor. Get it checked out. You might need either an ultrasound or a mammogram to look at it and imaging to see. So, But we're going to talk basically at common breast problems in women. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And one of the things is as women get older, they have a tendency, some women, to kind of, I call it uh, head in the sand. A lot of people do that. Um, they don't know their bodies. They don't uh, look at their bodies. Don't, they don't examine their bodies, which is really important. So one of the most common things that I recommend to my patients is get to know your body. Examine your breasts, either in the shower, laying down. If you find something It needs to be addressed. So one of the most common breast problems are either breast mass, breast pain, or nipple discharge. So we're going to talk about that today. And if you have questions about this, give us a call. I I think you'll find it's really, really important because every one of us, men and women, have breasts. And we need to be aware, of course, women are at greater risk. Um, for having breast cancer, but we still need to look at that. Um, over a 10-year period, about 10, 16% of women 40 to 69 years have had breast problems. And actually, breast symptoms are about 3% 
uh, reported by female patients to their family physicians. So if you feel a mass, if you have um, a discoloration um, of the skin, if you have breast discharge, if you have um, a change also in what we call the texture of the skin, they used to call that when the skin becomes like an orange peel. You know how oranges and lemons are kind of like bumpy? So that's really important to look at. Um, so one of the most common things is breast mass. And it's really important that you get assessed. Please, please do not ignore your body. Do not ignore your body. It's so, so important. Um, breast mass is associated with an increase of breast cancer. So if you feel a breast mass, you need to be seeing your practitioner, your doctor. And one of the first things that needs to be done is a detailed history, a clinical breast exam, and imaging. No matter what your age is, it needs to be addressed. Whether you're young or older, this needs to be addressed. Um, what are we looking for when we do a clinical breast exam? We're looking to see if there's any nipple discharge. Is there asymmetry? Is one breast larger than the other? Now, most people think, you know, that every part of your body, each side is the same. It's not. Your one hand could be a little larger. One breast could be a little larger. One foot a little bit shorter or longer. But you need to compare. Um, you have to see if there's any skin reaction, bulging, swelling, redness, skin thickening. All these need to be evaluated in a clinical breast exam. And in that exam, you need to be palpated, which means you have to have a breast exam. And what there's two ways that you start off with. You have the patient sitting up and examine the breast as is sitting up. Then you have the patient lay down. And what I do is I always start under the armpit, which is called the axillae. You examine under, because if there's a mass under the armpit, that could be a sign. Um, also, you need to examine right above the clavicle. There's a lymph node there that can occur. And you need to also check the cervical lymph nodes in your neck. This is part of your clinical breast exam. Let's take a quick break. Okay, guys, listen up. You feel like a 70-year-old man in a 45-year-old body can't work out like you used to. Maybe your testosterone is low. You know, testosterone is the dipstick of men's health. Levels decline after 30, accelerated by a variety of environmental chemicals that can convert the reduced testosterone you are producing to estrogen. That's the female hormone, and not good. You can change all that at the Triana Center for Hormone Balance. There, your hormones are measured, a thorough physical done, and a program to restore your hormone balance is laid out for you. Bioidentical hormone pellets are inserted beneath the skin every four to five months by a certified BioT physician. 15 minutes and you're on your way to feeling better, having more energy, improved muscle tone, and renewed interest in your sex partner. Yay! Still not convinced? Go to the BioT website. That is B-I-O-T-E-Medical.com. Then call 625-1990 for an appointment that will change your life. Hi, this is Dr. Elizabeth Triana. Let me balance your hormones 
with BioT. Call me at 941-625-1990 for your appointment. It's 1125 here at News Radio 1580 WCCF. Uh, a little tongue tied this morning. Uh, 941-206-1580. Give us a call. Um, you can ask just about anything. 941-206-1580. Toll free at 888-441-1580. We welcome your calls this morning. Here's what, what did you say saying? We'll, we'll ask any, we'll answer any questions. You well, said? just about. Yeah, I mean, if you tell, if you want to know how to, you know, change the oil or whatever, we don't know that, but you know, we can tell you medical stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, and by the way, stay tuned because we still have the sexual health tip of the week. Ooh! So, and it's gonna. I'll get the drum roll ready. <laughs> we'll have to play Donna Summer again. Oh, we got it. Oh, I just love. I think she's so good. You know. Hmm. Um. But there's so many good songs. You know, I was listening the other day to the Bee Gees. Yeah, they were great. Oh, I thought they were really great, too. Now, what was your favorite Bee Gees song? Oh, probably Night Fever. See, though, I like I, my favorite one was Nights on Broadway. That's, That's a good way one, before. too. And then How Deep Is Your Love. Yes, How Deep Your Love is beautiful. Um, and I was also listening, which um, Prince, I think Prince when he sings that song, I Will Die For You. Oh, yeah. That's a it's beautiful song. song. Yeah, it is. That's a really and great the, song. And another great one from him is The Most Beautiful Girl in the World. Oh, and we have a caller. Yeah, let me get that ready. All right. Hello, caller. What's your name? Hi, it's your mother. How are you, darling? Hi, Mom. How you doing? Another beautiful day in paradise. I think it's going to rain, though, but it is a beautiful day in paradise. Oh, it's gorgeous. How well, are you? I wanted to ask you. Yes. I, I'm, due, I'm due for uh, my checkup uh, with my doctor uh, next week. Okay. But I was going to ask, you're talking about breast exam. That should be done all the time? What no was, matter what age? Well, you know, it's getting, um, yes, I, it's, there are two schools of thought. Number now we're talking about breast problems. We didn't talk about regular, you know, screening mammograms. Um, or examining your breast, which I feel everyone should be examining their breast um, at least every month to get to know their topography of their body. Um, there is a school of thought that says after the age of 75, you may not need to have a mammogram if you've always been negative. Then there's another school of thought. Uh, another, um, the Radiological Society says that as long as you're um, your life expectancy is good, um, and you're walking, you're talking, and you're active, then continue to have a mammogram. Mm-hmm. So okay. um, I know you're 18 backwards, Mother, but I think you should have a mammogram every year. Well, uh, yes, he sent the paper saying that I'm due for one, but what about a PAPS? Well, that also, the guidelines have changed, too. And if you've had 10 years in a row that are negative, it depends on your age, your past history. So it's an individual decision that you speak to the patient. Um, but the frequency of the pap smears has decreased depending, again, on your family history, your past history, your age. So it's not one answer. Oh, I see. But that's a good question. Mm-hmm. Well, because I know some people, like uh, ladies, said, 
Oh, I had a hysterectomy. I don't need any more of those. So I don't know if that's... Well, the thing is, if you've had a hysterectomy... Um, no, I haven't. Some people tell me they have. Right. Well, if someone has had a hysterectomy, yes. again, if their pap smears have been um, negative, they don't need it. However... That doesn't say that you don't have a female exam. You should have a well female exam every year. A woman should, um, where the breast is examined, where you can examine also the external genitals to make sure there's no lesions. And you, if the person still has their ovaries, you need to do a bimanual exam or pelvic exam. And of course, a rectal exam should be in included in that examination. And when we do the rectal exam, we also check for blood in your stools. Every year yeah. you should check for blood in your stool. That's also a screening test for cancer. Yes. Okay, that's very good. Thank you. I hope that answers your question, Mom. Yeah, it does. It really does. Okay. Have you a, got ahead of yourself. Good. Okay. Have a good day. Thank you. I the love you. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you, yes. Um, so we were talking about breast masses. So when you feel a breast mass, um, usually the benign ones are smaller, mobile, smooth, regular. The malignant breast masses are usually larger, fixed, hard, and they feel like kind of like lumpy bumpy, I call it. Um, so when you when a doctor or your nurse practitioner, um, or your PA examines your breasts, they need to document where is that lesion, where is that mass, what is the size, how far is it from the uh, edge of the areola, and what size is it? Um, is it circular, oblong? And that's very important to document, and also that information is important for follow-up. So again, this what we do next is based on the age of the person. So if you have a breast mass in women and you're over the age of 40, the most important thing to do is a diagnostic mammogram. Um, mammograms do not give you breast cancer. That's an old, old myth. Um, mammograms test in this world is 100%. And we're going to talk about that. But a diagnostic mammogram is important for the initial imaging workup for anyone who's greater than the age of 40 who has a breast mass. Now, they, a woman who is greater than 40 may also need an ultrasound. Um, usually for women younger than 30, then an ultrasound is the first test that's done. Now, this is the gray zone. You know, everything in life, there's a little bit of a gray zone. The research doesn't say for sure what is the best go-to um, imaging study for the age of 30 to 39. So if you're under 30, you start with a breast ultrasound. If you're greater than 40, you need a mammogram and also possibly uh, and a breast ultrasound. So the gray zone is you're between 30 and 39. So there is not a clear-cut recommendation, but most people feel that when... 
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There is a mass you need to have to evaluate the mass. You need to have the imaging study, which includes a mammogram and breast ultrasound between the ages of 30 and 39. Now, again, when we look at the report, we're going to talk about that. A mammogram, the diagnostic accuracy can be as high as 78%. An ultrasound is also in addition. There is a system that is given by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. It's called the BIRAD system. When you get your mammogram report, it'll explain what is the BIRAD system? So we're going to talk about that, but we're going to take a quick break. Uh, another morning where you just drag yourself out of bed after hitting the snooze button five times. Now you're driving to work it's like a zombie. That lack of energy and poor sleep every night is just one sign that your hormones may be out of whack. Time to get them back in balance with BioT. Both men and women need testosterone and suffer without it. And all you need is a quick little test. My testosterone was too low, my estrogen too high, and it meant that I was just foggy and irritable every day until I learned about BioT Medical. BioT is all natural. It's not synthetic. It's not those shots or messy creams that you hear a lot about. With BioT, all you need two, three treatments a year as opposed to painful shots that you're getting every week. Come out of the fog, feel youthful again, get that libido back up, feel happy, even maintain your weight loss. Hi, this is Dr. Elizabeth Triana. Let me balance your hormones with BioT. Call me at 941 625 1990 for your appointment. You know, there were hand signals to that, too. When that song came out back in the... It was, I would... You'd, you'd point to your chest. Okay. Gun to the head. You're and kidding. then four, and then you. Oh, really? They oh, that's right. They used to do that he in high that. school, remember? No, yeah. but didn't Prince do that? I think that? he did, yeah. I think he did. So, I would... Yeah. Die. Yeah, die. I would die. No, it goes, I would, and then... That for yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> that pretty, that, what a well, great song. I mean, this is a great topic, what we're talking about, but we have to add a little music. I love music. I love music. So a lot of people get really confused, and they think that a mammogram means a yes or no. There is no yes or no. 
there's a system called the BIRAD system, and they're BIRAD's assessment categories. And this has to do with the mammogram report. So it starts at zero, and it goes up to a number six. So if you're BIRAD zero, means that the interpretation means that it's incomplete, you need additional imaging. So I'm going to go through each category. This is not something you need to like going to remember, but it's important to know when you see your physician um, that when the doctor says, look, we're going to need to have more studies um, or this is what the uh, radiologist recommends, that why it's important. So BIRADS 1 means negative, means that you're there's a negative, there's no issues, and unless there's a very high clinical suspicion. BIRADS 2 means benign findings um, and resume root, routine screening. That's what 2 means. Now, there's BIRADS 3 is probably benign is the findings, less than 2% risk of cancer. So you might need to have what's called a short interval follow-up to look at uh, additional imaging, maybe in three months, maybe in six months, again, depending on what's recommended. Now, BIRADS4 means, now remember, these are categories that are on your mammogram report. So BIRADS4 means suspicious abnormality. Um, that means you need a biopsy, you need to, you need to be referred to a subspecialist. BIRADS5, remember, the higher the number, the higher the risk. Five means highly suggestive of ma malignancy, greater than a 95% risk of cancer. So, biopsy is needed with urgent referral to a subspecialist. And we're going to talk about what kind of biopsy is the one that's recommended. Number six, BIRADS category six, means that it's already been proven by biopsy and that it is malignant. So we need to look at that and know that understanding the BIRADS table is very important in order to, to go the next step. If you have, anybody has questions about this, give us a call at 206-1580. Now, what if there is a suspicious mass and the imaging study also supports that or whether it doesn't, depending, the best way to assess that, the best biopsy is called a core needle biopsy. And that's done. It it's better than what's called a fine needle aspiration. Now, fine needle aspirations is just like the word says. It's a small needle. It goes into the, maybe like a cyst that has fluid. But the core needle biopsy is superior to the fine needle in detecting um, cancer and invasion. It also has a lower risk of scarring and complications. It's cheaper to do that than an open biopsy. And its recovery time is much quicker. So a core biopsy, and also if you pair that core biopsy with um, imaging guidance, it becomes much more accurate. So 
like for example, many of the radiologists um, who are trained in breast, they do core biopsies under the guidance of imaging. They know exactly where to go and it makes it much more accurate. Now, in some people who have just skin changes, they might just need what's called a punch biopsy, which is just taking the skin to look at the skin to see if there's, because there's certain types of cancer um, on the breast that look like the dimpling in the skin can be a cancer. And so it's really important, again, to, to know what your report says and discuss this with your practitioner. You feel a mass and it's there. Please don't wait to see someone. Um, over the years, I've had patients tell me, well, I thought it was going to go away. Um, I thought maybe I bumped my breast and I thought maybe I just had like a little um, bruise or I've had patients tell me um, I thought it was a bug bite and it's not going away and they feel a little lump or um, I've just been busy. I couldn't come in to see you. So again, I don't, this is the biggest important takeaway I want everyone to know. You feel a breast mass, please get it checked out. Don't wait. There should be no reason that you wait. Don't wait for it to heal. Don't wait for it to get better. Um, again, if you have a cyst, you can get an ultrasound, and that also can be done. Um, you can Some small cysts can be aspirated and... A complex cyst, the person may need to undergo biopsy. So breast mass is one of the most common problems. Again, what is your age? If you're under 30, the first step is a breast ultrasound. If you're greater than 40, you're going to need a mammogram and a breast ultrasound. And depending on what is found and then the next step, if needed, would be depending on the evaluation, on the ultrasound and the mass, if you feel a mass, is to go ahead and get a biopsy. Um, if we have questions. If we don't have the answers, believe me, I'll look it up. Okay, what is another common breast problem that women go, and even men can have this problem? It's called nostalgia, and that means a painful breast. Now, Women who are going through the menstruation, they can have cyclical. In other words, different times of their cycle, they can have breast pain. About two-thirds of women can have this, and it's actually common in the women from the age 20 to 30, and it could be either diffuse, both. It could be in both breasts or one breast. Um it can be due to what type, what stage of the cycle, the menstrual cycle they're at. Um, so again, that's called cyclical nostalgia. Now, there are some people who do, do not have, they have painful breasts, but it doesn't correlate at all with their cycles. And it also can be focal or diffuse. And usually it happens in women who are older, um, in their 30s or 40s, and it can go away, 
but again, it needs to be addressed and brought up with your practitioner. There's different causes of breast pain, anything from the bra that you wear to the way you work out, if you pull some ligaments, if you have large, heavy, and pendulous breasts, that can also be associated with breast pain. Um, certain contraceptives, certain hormone therapies can cause painful breasts. There are certain psychotropics for women that are anxious, depressed, and even some cardiovascular medicines, which can cause breast pain. Um, you can also get breast pain, but really it originates maybe from a hiatohernia or your stomach. So part of the evaluation of breast pain includes where is the pain? How long does it last? Is it related to your cycles? What medicines you're taking? What kind of exercise you do? Um, are there certain triggers that you find cause it to be a problem? And always your breasts, um, you need to have a clinical breast exam when you have this. And of course, if there's a breast mass, going back to the first topic, that needs to be evaluated. Now, sometimes you'll examine a breast. There's no breast mass, but there is breast tenderness. So if that breast tenderness is associated usually just with your cycles and you don't have a mass, you probably will not need to have a mammogram. Now, if you have a mass, of course you need to have a mammogram at the older, at greater than 40, and you may also need imaging um, depending on is the breast pain, again, associated or not with your cycles. One of the treatments that's recommended is once you find out that every that there's no mass and that the breast has been worked up, one of the treatments is to treat with a topical anti-inflammatory or non-steroidal and like diclofenac, and it can be used topically and it can help with breast pain. Um, there are some natural remedies such as vitamin E, evening primrose oil that people will use and feel like it helps. However, there's no research really supporting if it works or not, but it's something to think about. Um, I remember when I first started practicing, um, they used to say you have to decrease your caffeine. Uh, maybe you have an iodine deficiency. You have to cut back the fat in your diet. Well, none of this has been proven to be associated or be helpful for mastalgia, which is breast pain. So they're really not effective treatments. Now, if someone has severe pain, there are other treatments which I'm not going to go into. You can discuss this with your practitioner. Let's take a quick break.
Okay, guys, listen up. You feel like a 70-year-old man in a 45-year-old body can't work out like you used to. Maybe your testosterone is low. You know, testosterone is the dipstick of men's health. Levels decline after 30, accelerated by a variety of environmental chemicals that can convert the reduced testosterone you are producing to estrogen. That's the female hormone, and not good. You can change all that at the Triana Center for Hormone Balance. There, your hormones are measured, a thorough physical done, and a program to restore your hormone balance is laid out for you. Bioidentical hormone balance are inserted beneath the skin every four to five months by a certified BioT physician. 15 minutes and you're on your way to feeling better, having more energy, improved muscle tone, and renewed interest in your sex partner. Yay! Still not convinced? Go to the BioT website. That is B-I-O-T-E-Medical.com. Then call 625-1990 for an appointment that will change your life. Hi, this is Dr. Elizabeth Triana. Let me balance your hormones with BioT. Call me at 941-625-1990. 1990 for your appointment. It's 11:48 here at News Radio 1580 WCCF and we welcome your phone calls 206-1580 toll-free 888-441-1580. Oh, Zane, you're playing my favorites. Yep. I got my platform shoes on. <laughs> Did, did not every woman have a crush on John Travolta in that movie? Oh, I'm sure they did. Yeah. <laughs> he was good in Greece too. Oh he? yeah. Oh, that was a good. That was Greece. <laughs> yeah. That is a. I like. That was a great time for movies. We had Star Wars in '77. Yeah. Saturday Night Fever in '78, and I think Greece was. Uh, I, I don't say know, but Greece was really good. Yeah. Um. Uh, and I Saturday Night Fever. I remember because I love dancing. Yeah. And the dancing part was so good, the disco dancing. And remember when discos were a big deal then? Oh, it sure was. And roller skating rinks, too. Yeah. Well, I remember as a kid, there was a roller skating rink here in uh, Fort Myers, North Fort Myers. We need one. We need to start that. Cause they our, don't... Do people roller skate anymore? They should. It's really... Yeah, it's so much fun. It's so much fun. Especially in the summer when it's so hot out, that's a place for the kids to go. And Well, this was an indoor mm-hmm. rink. Yeah. It was wooden floors. Yep, so was ours. And yeah. I remember they would play, Hey There Georgie Girl. That oh, was another no song. Yes. It was so cute. And then they would do games where you could go underneath like a like a pole. Yeah. What's uh, what's it called? The limbo? If there's a game for that, I forgot what it was yeah, called. Yeah, it was a limbo with roller skates on Yes. Though. But I thought it was really fun. You go there, go roller skating. And in Miami, I remember they used to have outdoor roller skating rinks on the beach. Well, in Fort Lauderdale, one of the oldest rinks in the area was Gold Coast Skateway in Fort Lauderdale. And that's still there, I think. But really old. It had an old wood floor, but it was a beautiful place to go. 
Wow. Well, anyways, I just remember that. That was really good. Mm -hmm. And I love disco dancing. It was just so much fun. Yeah. Getting spun around the floor. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) See, I was the craziest thing because in those years, all the girls were into disco. I was into Kiss. Oh. I loved Kiss. That was my thing. You liked Kiss? That's the rock band. Yeah. Well, they have good songs, too. they sure did. Okay. It's a good time to be alive. You know, we need to talk about the sexual health tip of the week. There's more we could talk about breast problems, but I think we're going to, and one, just really quick to recap, is also nipple discharge. So if you have a discharge from your nipples, you need to get that checked out also, especially if it's a bloody discharge and only coming out of one nipple. It could be an indication of cancer also, or a papilloma, and again, this needs to be addressed and checked out. Please do not disregard this. Talk to your healthcare practitioner. Let them know at whatever age. It, it can be common, you know, in the in younger people, sometimes during their cycles, but it actually needs to be addressed, especially if it is bloody. Now, it also can be caused by different things. The pituitary gland um, can have issues such as uh, a tumor that can cause. So this is something that needs to be addressed. Even if it isn't bloody, you need to know that once you have a discharge from the breast, it needs to be addressed. And one of the ways is talking to your physician and you may need to have also a mammogram and ultrasound and or you might need a procedure called a ductography and you always if someone especially a younger person they need to make sure that they're not pregnant because they can have more of a nipple discharge when they're pregnant you also need to check a prolactin level which comes from the pituitary gland and check the thyroid so, if you have a bloody discharge, which we call that serosanguinous, this needs to be addressed. It could be either breast cancer, a papilloma, or a problem with the duct. So, let's move on to the sexual health tip of the week, because I know we're moving pretty quickly here. And that was a great song, though. Saturday Night Fever. Yeah, I got another one up my sleeve, too, oh, for the you end. Do? Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. we got to hear another one. Okay. All right. All right. So we were talking about dancing, right? Now, for everybody out there, when's the last time you danced with your partner? And I mean like slow dancing, putting some soft music on, hold each other. When was the last time? When was the last time... You really just sat together and looked in each other's eyes and really have an in-the-moment conversation. Also very important. Slow dancing is a way to connect. Music changes the mood, maybe changing the lights. This Everything I talk about is how to bring two people closer together. Now, whether it be at the initial part of the relationship or you have you been together for 30 40 years 20 years what can you do 
to bring and bring more desire, romance to that relationship. Because if not, what happens? You end up just having a roommate and you lose that excitement. So just slow dancing, hold each other. I mean, remember when you were younger, everybody out there, you go to a dance, the minute they play the slow song, if you didn't know the person, you got a little embarrassed. Oh, no, 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 my gosh, I'm going to hold you and I don't really know you. Right? Yeah. I just thought of another one, the slow song that they played, and I'll never forget this. What? I was in the ninth grade, and there was a girl in the eighth grade that I used to, we used to talk, and we were friends at the skating rink. Well, one night, they put on Journey, Open Arms, that song from Journey. She grabbed me and pulled me out on the floor, and, and we had the <laughs> slow skate, you know, to that. Oh, that's yeah, sweet. Yeah, it was great. Lost touch with her, but um, yeah, that was that was one of the great slow songs of my time yeah i know i mean i can't remember any songs off the top of my head remember runaway from jefferson starship that oh, was another good that, one. that was a good band yeah I and think. anything from bread oh yeah those were kind they were soft yeah soft slow so is everyone out there going to um put it into practice the um let's let's hear that song okay On this beautiful day, so slow dancing, live in the moment, look in each other's eyes, pay attention. You know, there's nothing more attractive than looking in someone's eyes and connecting with them on an emotional level, on an intellectual level, on a sexual level. Play that beautiful romantic song. Well, even like Frank Sinatra songs, those are beautiful. You know, really romantic at whatever. What was the song when you were young that maybe brought to you that feeling of let's slow dance together? So this is Dr. Elizabeth Triana. You're on the Dr. Triana Show. We're here every Friday. Stay healthy and God bless. 
With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.